friendly reminder that trash. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> friendly reminder that Trashly Talks contains some uh, adult content and explicit language. So if you're listening around children, please pop in your headphones or don't listen around children. Please. Thanks. Greetings, loved ones, and welcome to episode five of Trashly Talks. Um, sorry about missing a week. Life happened. And so here we are, a week later, recording. Cool. Okay, so we have a lot of stuff to talk about today and not much time because Joelle has a bedtime. Um, but I have two special guest, to- guest hosts today. <laughs> I'm going to let them introduce themselves and then we'll get started. Hi, my name's Ben. I am a grad student in neuroscience. Uh, I work right across from Ashley. And a fun fact about me is that I met Bill Clinton as a fetus. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah, I met Bill Clinton as a fetus. You were a fetus? Yeah, my pregnant mother met him. Oh. Time, <laughs> and he, he went, oh, that's such a nice little baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, hi, I'm Joelle. I am a gliobiologist um, at the same place where Ben works. And um, so my fun fact last time is that I sold websites. So I'll tell you something else I've done for money, which is play play my violin on the streets. And uh, yeah, you play play violin. violin? I used to, yeah. Damn. And hey, it was pretty lucrative for what was I? 11-year-old. Your mom was cool so, with you playing violin on the street. Yeah, like well, my friend had a cello. Sounds so like exploitation. Like, I got to keep all the money. I wanted to. Oh, okay. And <laughs> so my friend had a cello, and his little sister had a lemonade stand. So he just set up shop outside <laughs> someone's front yard okay. and just rake it in. All right. So. Rake it up, rake it up. Um, great. So now that you've met my co-hosts, who are apparently more interesting than I am, because I am just a raging trash person and dumpster fire... <laughs> we're gonna get started so today's episode is brought to you by whiskey specifically jack daniels i'm currently drinking a um whiskey ginger so is ben joelle is drinking a not your father's root beer but that's fine too um the food situation is currently sparse there's only a jar of peanut butter but there's cereal in the kitchen so if we ever need that we can take a break and go get some cereal are you guys ready to get started yes yeah, let's do it Okay, so the first thing that I wanted to talk about um, was some guilty pleasures, because I have some, for sure, Um, and I'm sure you guys maybe have some, um, except Joelle, because she's, I guess, perfect or something, I don't know. Uh, You said it, not me. (laughs) So we're going to get started with guilty pleasure movies. So if you had to pick one movie that was like your guilty pleasure movie, what would it be? Like something you would watch. You go first. Me? Yeah, Me first? You go first. Oh, okay, because, you know, the sound of my voice is so appealing. Um, I have two. Okay. One of them is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Of course. I could watch it any time. It's a classic. Um, and I will 100% have a, like, breakdown every time I watch it. It's so good. Like a mental breakdown? Oh, yeah. I just okay. become psychotic nice. when it's on because it's, it's <laughs> that good. Um, I was once Columbia for Halloween. Okay. It was great. Um... I've gone to a live show. I've gone to two live shows of Rocky Horror. I love it. No, the live shows are great. Yeah. The fact the fact that they did, you know, so many live shows. I mean, you know, campuses do them, communities do mm-hmm. them. It just it spread so far. Yeah, I went to movie. one at Tech. Yeah, which was yep, there great. was a couple. Yeah, they were great. <laughs> um, 
And the other one is actually my favorite movie as well, and it's National Treasure. Of course. Yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> I just really like Nicholas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can argue. Said it's one no of his, one ever. Except me. It's one of his better movies. I mean, yeah. Say. That and Face Off. Those are my two. Yeah. Oof. Because he had no. to pretend to be John Travolta. Yeah, he did have Nobody, to pretend to be John Travolta. Nobody, that's hard to do. Listen, I like Nicolas Cage. It's fine. No one else does. I've accepted that. I've accepted that fact. And I'm moving on. That's why it's a guilty pleasure. But now everyone knows it. So if you yeah. want to make fun of me. I... No, that's... Let him try. That's good. Let I mean, him try, they Ashley. Do. Everyone does. <laughs> All right, Ben, tell us yours. Okay, so some of you that know me probably know me as the guy who's obsessed with this movie. Um, it's a movie that you'll ask me to shut up about all the time. You know, you'll hear it and go, oh my God, it's this guy again with this movie. Well, the biggest one now, I mean, and it's becoming more relevant now, luckily, is it's uh, a movie called The Room. And it's this really, really bad movie about this guy whose fiance cheats on him. And it's a really simple plot, but it's done so badly. I mean, really bad. Yeah. You know, it's like a, a crappy movie like Sharknado knows what it is. It knows <laughs> it's bad. It knows it's campy and silly and dumb. And it, it goes towards that audience. This was filmed to be a really, really serious movie. Dramatic and emotional and having all these characters develop and it just falls so flat it's incredible to see just what it's become it's uh actually being remade uh by james franco right now in theaters wait but isn't it called the disaster artist yeah so the guy who wrote or the guy who uh was one of the actors in it uh wrote a book about how bad it was for him and that book is a bestseller in the new york times mm. and it got made into a movie by James Franco, and it is coming out soon, and you know I'm going to be the first one there to see it. Of course you are. Isn't it out already? It should be out pretty soon. I think it's out the 8th. Is today the 8th? Today's the 8th. You missed it. Oh, I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> All right, everyone. Ben's leaving. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so, Joelle, tell us about some of your secret favorite movies. <laughs> They're not secret favorites. I just would tell anyone that I like them. Um, I guess the movie that I like that I think other people might think is stupid is a movie called Fluke, which is about a man who comes back and he's reincarnated as a dog. And then he goes, he has to live with his family and then see basically what his family thought of him like through their eyes because he wasn't around a lot. And it makes me cry every time because it's just oh, so that sounds sweet. really sad. I was going to yeah. say, is it anything like The Shaggy Dog, which is that Tim mm. Allen movie where he no. is a dog? But that one's funny. No, it's like... It sounds more like Harley and Me, total... which made me oh, God, I've never yeah. seen that. Definitely cried during it that It sounds one. like that one dog movie where they talk about how dogs are reincarnated as other dogs. What was that called? A Dog's oh, Purpose. A Dog's, a dog's purpose. purpose. Oh, haven't seen that. It's on yeah, the list. It sounds like that. Um, <laughs> also, another good one out there is um, Hard Ticket to Hawaii 2. <laughs> 2? Um, it was I that good? I don't think there was actually a Hard Ticket to Hawaii 1, <laughs> which is what makes it even better. It's basically a soft porn. I'm not saying I'm into that, but when you... Hard, are, it's called Hard Ticket. <laughs> when you're with your friends drinking and someone sees this movie on Netflix or whatever, it's wherever it was, I don't know. Not I don't anymore. know where it came from. I don't it. know where it went. There's a snake that comes out of a toilet randomly girls who are detectives but they're in bikinis 100 percent of right, the time right it's hawaii yeah so i would recommend that one if you just want something to 
I don't know. It's like one of those movies at. that comes on on like Cinemax <laughs> yeah. after your parents go to bed. <laughs> yep, yep. It's it, if you are looking for an hour and a half to kill, I'm not recommending it, but I mean, we're I'm letting an you know it exists. Right now. <laughs> All right, wow, cool guys. <laughs> Guess you don't want to hang out with me, whatever. <laughs> no, we do, we do. All right, so now we're gonna do guilty pleasure TV shows. What TV show do you like that? Um, oh God. You oh, think everyone in would make fun of you for Glee, big time. You Glee. love Glee. Okay. I loved Glee. Yeah, I can see it. It Did got a little preachy. I can agree. Yeah, with it. yeah, it got a little preachy, and I didn't need that. But uh, it just, you know, it was good. All right, it was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. I have two again. Go for it. Okay, so one of them is the show called Dance Academy, and it was like this Australian broadcast network show. That was on Netflix for a really long time. It's about this girl who goes to this high, dance high school, and it's full of so much drama. Nice. Just drama everywhere. <laughs> um, but it's really, really good. I used to watch it with my roommate. Not this roommate, my old roommate. Um, and we both got super into it and then watched all of the seasons of it. It was really weird. Okay. Um, that one. And I had a second one. Oh, Pretty Little Liars. Okay, my Which sister loves that one. super popular, so I yeah. guess it's not really a guilty pleasure, but yeah. damn, I got behind some Pretty Little Liars, let mm-hmm. me tell you. It was too scary. I mean, that's, yeah, you're scared yeah, of everything. Yeah, didn't people die? That a lot of people yeah. died. A lot of people died, yeah. People died, people went missing. Yeah. It's it's kind of rough shit. Yeah. Took place in a town, like, in Pennsylvania, and I, like, resonate with that because I'm from Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. mm. You're like, Ooh. that could have been me. Yeah. <laughs> Except for I was I was popular. I was going to say, I was never popular enough for anything yeah. like that to happen to me. No one liked me or hated me enough for that. Actually, people probably hated me enough for that. Ah, oh, who cares? Oh, well. All right, what about you? Okay, so it's one that my mom always has on whenever I'm home, and honestly, it makes sense to me now. Uh, the Real Housewives of Orange County. And you're gonna judge me. <laughs> I, I am. You're yeah. gonna judge me so hard for this, but I'll come home or I'll be home for a while, even when I was younger, and my mom would be watching this show. And it's a bunch of housewives who have probably, you know, added, you know, ten thousand dollars of silicon to their bodies somehow, mm. and they're all arguing with each other over whose man cheated on who, things like that. Same. And my mom's watching it, and I go, "What the hell are you?" why are you watching this? This is a train wreck. And she goes, you know, it helps me realize my sanity is still yeah. intact pretty oh, good. wow. So it's really, I thought about that. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, don't care, don't care about the, who these people are or anything like that. Just care that it's a total mess and that mm-hmm. your life isn't that bad. Yeah. That's it, how you feel about Teen Mom. Sets the stage. Yeah, Teen Mom, <laughs> 16 and pregnant. I mean, yeah. it's just like you go, oh my God. I, like you picture Less yourself up, in that situation, and you go, "Jesus Christ!" Like I wouldn't be able to do any of the things I do now because I'd have a kid, things like See, that. See, I feel like I didn't even like mention my favorite yeah. guilty pleasure TV show now, and Which I'm is? very upset with myself. We'll yeah. say it now. Which MTV is? the challenge. The challenge. <laughs> is that guilty? Uh, That's just ooh. you pleasure in that. You take I pleasure. I love in that. it, but most people don't watch it, and it's kind of embarrassing how much I love it to the point <laughs> where I tweeted to the producers the other day <laughs> and was like, "Please do a fans' favorite season or a new fresh meat season. I will apply. I want to be on it so badly, <laughs> and it's bad. Like it is seriously. Bad. I will take time off of my master's degree or and med medical school. school. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I want to be on that show. So I won't put anything on hold. <laughs> 
It's like, I've always thought about auditioning for other shows. Like, I watch a lot of Survivor. I've thought about, you know, making an audition tape for Survivor. Sure, sure. I've mm-hmm. thought about auditioning for The Voice. Um, but, yeah, I would give my left arm to be on the challenge. I love that shit. That reminds me of that one on MTV called Next. Do you guys remember that? Oh, I used to love that show. Yeah, that was great. So it was kind You probably of weren't a, allowed to watch MTV yep. at this time. It was, it was great. So <laughs> it, would either be, it would be a girl or a guy would go on a date with either, you know, a bunch, you know, a, a it was series like five of, or six. Five I or think. six, a series of girls, or a, I think it was usually a girl. One girl goes on a date with a series of guys, maybe five or six guys. And she says, next, whenever she's just done, she's had it. And so however long they make it on the date determines how much money they get. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's not breaking the bank here at And all, then isn't it that at the end she decides if she wants to go on another date with them Correct. or they get to keep the money? Something like that. Yes, it's yes. Like they go on another weird. date or they get to keep the money they got. Whoever makes it longest gets that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh my so God. It, it makes for a lot of hilarious auditions. It's like American Idol and how they take silly people who really aren't going to make it far. It's just comedic mm-hmm. group. This relief. is what some of the pro and the, like the profiles were the funniest part. Yeah, it was like people yeah. got off the bus and it was just like weird things. Yeah, and so there are guys, there are dudes who get off the bus and they go, they'll do two finger guns and go, "Sup, babe," and she just instantly next, goes, next, <laughs> and it says zero dollars. And it's very funny. That and it's very like funny because you see these, you see these idiots and they just get knocked down a peg. It's if we can find old episodes, I'll make you watch some of it. Yeah, it's great. I used to watch that and like. Date my mom. Oh, I did watch Date my mom. <laughs> <laughs> that and what was the other one? Parental control. Parental. I remember parental control, where it was the parents got to decide. I they think, hated like yeah. like who dated who. Yeah, they hated my boyfriend, so they would set me up with each yeah. a guy, mm-hmm. and then I had to decide if I wanted to stay with my boyfriend or pick one of my parents' guys. And, and it was great mm-hmm. because oh. the boyfriend got to sit in with the parents during the. They would watch oh, it. Yeah. On they always TV. said really inappropriate yeah. shit. Like, just really they picked weird some real things. grimy dudes. Yeah. Really weird things to say in front of someone's parents. Like, yeah. oh yeah, I fucked your daughter last night. And I'm just like, ooh. <laughs> None of that's okay. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It was. <laughs> okay. Um, but it was also like, uh, what other shows? there? Room Raiders? Did anyone watch Room Raiders? Room or Womb? Womb. Oh. No, it's Room. <laughs> womb Raiders. Womb Raiders. It's just a let's show not, about, let's not talk about Let's not talk about that one. That sounds like a great sequel to our ticket to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah right. Room Raiders used to be the best. They used to come out with that black light and like run the black light over people's sheets oh, and it was Jesus. always disgusting. You can, you can probably see that thing from space. <laughs> God, I used to love that show. And it was yeah. weird because they used to just kidnap people from their houses. <laughs> that that reminds okay. me of another one. I think I showed one of you guys where it was um, Mom Swap. Was the other one. Oh, wife swap. Wife swap. Keep calling it mom swap. swap. I love my mom. I'm sorry. I don't apologize. She's always on the brain. (laughs) And so they would swap moms, and these kids would usually be brats, and they would try and go, you know, this mom thinks she's the boss, and she can't tell me what to do. And it's just these kids have such personality. (laughs) It's great. That's hysterical. Okay, so finally, we're going to get to guilty pleasure music, which is probably my favorite one. Um, because I have a lot of guilty pleasure music that I just jam to when like no it. one is thinking I like it. or mm-hmm. looking at me. Okay, so if you had to pick one song that you would jam to without anyone knowing, without feeling guilty about it, what would it be? Uh, I feel guilty about nothing, to be clear. Um, how about yeah. I just play it for you guys? Yeah. Wait, no, because then I have to put that there's music in this. I don't uh, want to have to do it. that. Okay. It's, licensing um, and stuff. Licensing, yeah, that's got to be What tough. is it Good called? Good call. The Psychic Wall of Energy by... 
The Flaming Lips, and it's a song about the SpongeBob movie. And it's amazing. <laughs> I will put a link to the YouTube um, video of that in the description yeah, for you so guys. Good. It makes you so um, happy. Which will, I think, suffice for people to listen to it. Ben, what about you? Mm, it's tough because there's a couple ones that come up on my Spotify because it knows. Mm-hmm. Somehow Spotify knows. It's like every, you know, one song out of 50 is my guilty pleasure one. Something like that. It's a lot of um, songs. I'm going to be honest, I don't think Taylor Swift is that bad. I think she gets a lot of hate. Um, and you guys oh. can disagree with me. <laughs> it's just me. I, I don't like it's okay. Taylor it's Swift. It's okay, and that's fair. I think it's catchy music that doesn't mean a whole lot. Um, so her, a little bit. But <clears throat> the other one, I would say, is... Oh, man. There's this... I'll be honest. There's this one guy, and he does a lot of Bollywood music. Okay. And... It is extremely catchy. I do love Bollywood music. And it's just really well done. It's a music video. It's called, so the song is called Tunak Tunak Tun. And it Same. Is a, yeah, right? I agree. And it is about this guy. It's not about anything. It's just the main guy found these four different costumes in his, in his house and went, oh, I should put those all in a music video. And he just wears them and does these hilarious dances. But if you listen to it once, it's, it's extremely catchy. I'll have to listen to it. And it's, I don't know. It's, Put the it's, link up. I will. He's considered <laughs> a pop star in India, and he got has a ton of musical credits and does a lot of great work. So, Excellent. Yeah. I'll take it. I wouldn't say mine's guilty, because I just love this song, and every time it comes on, I go, I told you this today, I just go really hard. Every time Sugar We're Going Down comes on by Fall Out Boy, I just lose oh, lose all of my faculties. <laughs> like, there's yeah. shit thrown everywhere. I don't even know. I went to a bar in Roanoke one night, and they played it, and everyone else is, like, lightly jamming, and I'm just standing in, like, the middle of the dance floor yelling at the top of my lungs all of the lyrics to Sugar We're Going Down, and nice. people just looked at me like I was insane. Ooh. Do you guys remember um, Cascada? Mm-hmm. Oh, Every time yeah. we touch yeah. and evacuate oh, yeah. the dance seventh floor. Grade. Yeah. Oh, seventh grade. Seventh oh. grade. That would honestly be my guilty pleasure right there. <laughs> I feel like it would be that. Or like, what's that other one? It was DHT. There's a song by uh, Dance House Trans. It's just, it's funny to me. You look back at... Listen to your heart. That's, That's it. the yeah. one. By DHT. Do you guys can think of one song that was if you go to a house party when you were in college what was the one song that would always play Vamos without, a la without, playa. Question, without question what was the song Vamos a la play? playa okay. um, oh it's by Macklemore thrift shop uh, thrift shop no that was no. it's not same love no no that would that, be a weird jam that'd be a slow dance at a house party uh, we don't um, do that yeah Vamos a la playa got down a lot okay. that and call me maybe Call Me Maybe. Ours those was were the party two. rock anthem by LMFAO. Oh, God. And those guys, we don't even know what happened to them. Uh, They were, I think they were an uncle and nephew team. They were. And they're no, just, they actually were. They're not together anymore. Aww. Red Foo is making music on his you own. I saw up, them. You can't break up family. I saw them in concert once. It was pretty great. Did they just play that same song? No, they played a lot of things. I went really hard at their concert. It was weird because it was on like... So I go to a lot of like Warp Tour and okay. you know things like that. Yeah, I was at the Bamboozle Roadshow okay. um, in 2010, yeah. I think. Yeah, 2010, um, and it was like 
all-time low and the Somerset and the Rocket Summer and LMFAO. It was super weird. Nice. But I was Seems a little out of place. Really right? into it. It was hey, great. Hey, whatever works. Did you figure out what that yes, song was? Yes, it's And We Danced. Oh, by yeah, Lord. of course. Of course. That's a good yes. one. Yeah, and now it's Welcome to My House. Welcome right. to mm. my house. Yeah. Yes, yes. Nothing's more clear than that. Mm, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a little past the house party phase, I think, now. <laughs> Except yeah, I don't not play that really. Most people are not welcome. Yeah, no. Fair no yeah. one is allowed. Okay, so we've talked about guilty pleasures. So I want you guys to tell me some of your guilty pleasures. Feel free to send me a tweet. Uh, you can reach the podcast at Trashly Talks. You can reach me personally on Twitter at Turbo for What. Um, feel free to shoot me a tweet, slide into my DMs. Anything, again, I have three followers. I will be sure to get back to you. Um, if you want to reach me via email, because Twitter is not your scene, you can email me. Um, the email is trashlytalks at gmail.com. Or we now have a Facebook page. And by Ooh. we, I mean me. So you can look up Trashly Talks on Facebook and get in touch with me there. And I will be happy to talk to you about some of your guilty pleasures because I am curious to know what you guys are into. So we're going to move on to something a little heavier now um, because what would this podcast be without me saying it's not going to get political and then me getting political because that's what I do almost every time I record. Um, we're going to talk about Al Franken uh, resigning and I think it's kind of important to talk about because especially with the Senate race that's going on in Alabama right now. Um, because in Alabama, someone who has been accused of child molestation, um, is running and is sadly pretty likely to win. Um, and it's sad because Al Franken had, um, I think seven or eight claims against him of sexual assault or harassment mm -hmm. and decided to resign because he doesn't feel that he can do an effective job mm -hmm. anymore. So I want to hear your thoughts on this. Both of you, how you're feeling, um, and things like that, because I have some things to say, too. But I don't want to say them first, so. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Because I would like to share the microphone with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I guess this incident kind of shows that this issue is very important and that it's not necessarily confined to one political party, which I think is important to take from this. It is not a partisan issue, and everyone needs to recognize that this is not okay. Um, I guess as far as I've read, I have not, I guess it seems like there wasn't a big investigation on it. Like, he just wanted to be so much I respect what women say, you know, like, I'm just going to resign, which is great to respect what women say, but then I feel like that might be setting a precedent that's, okay, you just always go with, like, what a woman says, which to me seems like it might lead to, that's a pretty easy way to clear a room of people you don't like, you know, if there's not mm -hmm. sure. a real yeah. investigation yeah. behind those allegations, so and I, that's kind of my thought. I mean, there have been things that have come up like that, I mean, not to bring it back to my guilty pleasure tv show the challenge but someone actually <laughs> no no, no this is, this well is really this actually fits with it so someone on the challenge actually came forward and said that she was sexually assaulted while she was on the show and two of the the people that were on the show got in a lot of trouble and they went through a full investigation and actually found that she was not telling the truth which i 
am fully in support of the believe all women thing at this at this point that's kind of going on like believe all women but then also do an investigation to be able to say like yes this is true or yes this is not true so i agree with you cool <laughs> I'll cut. I'll cut all of this out. Don't worry. I I do some editing sometimes. <laughs> Things I say I'll do. Edit in post. Things I don't know how to do. Edit, edit in, in post. post. <laughs> um, but I think one of the biggest things to say with this is something Joelle said. Um, sexual assault and sexual harassment and child molestation should not be partisan issues. It should not be something that like, oh well, we're against it because a Republican did it, but it's fine because a Democrat did it. And I'd like to say that someone. Um, mentioned that all the Democrats I know were saying that Franken shouldn't resign because we need his vote, this, that, and the other thing. Every Democrat I know has been basically calling on him to resign, saying, we think it's wrong that he did this. We are not okay with this. He should step down. And so I just want to say that I don't think it's a matter of we need votes. I think it's it's a matter of like being a good human being. Like there are some things that should come above. Well, that's hard to come by these days. Right, but I'm saying there are some things that <laughs> should come above being a Republican or a Democrat. Like we should know that child molestation is wrong, right? I yep. mean, at the, at the end of the day, you've got, you've got both sides and these are people. I mean, at the end of the day, they are people just like you and I. And the idea that what Al Franken did is not okay. What Roy Moore did is not okay. And if you have a neutral person, you know, it's imagine eliminate these party lines altogether. And you look at these people in a vacuum and you say, what happened? Wouldn't you say the same thing? You would say, wow, that was bad of you. You should resign. <laughs> yes. That was bad of you. You should resign. I mean, it really is not a, it's not a, really a political issue. No. Even. It's a, it's a humanity. It is a being a good person issue. And the idea that that's okay clearly needs to be addressed no and i completely agree with you i don't think the president of our country should be supporting someone who is like being accused of child molestation like mm -hmm. i don't think that that's a thing that should happen uh, like i get it you know republican party he's trying to, to support his party but at the same time there are republican leaders who have said like i listen to pod save america i don't know if anyone else does but i listen to pod save america and they interviewed a Republican. So they're four Democrats, all who worked for the Obama, like Democrats who worked for the Obama administration, interviewed a Republic, like a Republican politician. And he was, you know, they don't agree with his policies. They don't agree with a lot of the stuff he says, but they support him in the fact that he said, I can't support someone who is accused of child molestation. And that's just hard when you yeah. feel like you've got a horse in the race. Is just, and that's, I think that's the idea that people fail to but a child, couple themselves But a from. child molester a should child never be the horse that you're supporting. <laughs> and the idea was that, it's funny, I heard this the other day, was that um, the guy that Roy Moore beat out was somebody that Trump backed, actually, was Luther Strange. Yep. The guy that he beat out um, was that. So it's it's just interesting to see the, the ties and how they correlate, almost. Um, but still... I mean, it's, it's just a human being issue. And I think, um, I mean, it even goes back to Harvey Weinstein, honestly. And that has really started a movement, I think, that is really yeah. powerful. Yeah. And, and I, I, I think it's, it's, helped, it's definitely done a lot in the past couple months. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about this more in another episode, but Times Person of the Year was the, the silence breakers mm -hmm. this year. The people who yeah. came forward and used the Me Too movement to share their stories of sexual assault and and things like that, which I think is great because men and women all over the world were sharing, you know, stories of being sexually harassed or sexually assaulted. Um, it's 
you know, a big public stage that people are doing this on. And my biggest thing is I understand having a horse in a race and supporting your party and things like that. But if someone in your party is doing something wrong, you shouldn't support that. It should never be, well, I'm supporting them because they're the Democratic or Republican candidate. No, it should be I'm supporting them because they're a good person or they're, yeah. I, I mm-hmm. you know, agree with their ideals and their politics. Yeah. Yeah. It should not be, well, I'm just going to stick with him. Like, I understand that he was accused of something real bad. Mm-hmm. Like, real bad. That's not okay to me. No. Well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. And that's it, not it okay really, to you. Oh, good. My, my morals are still in check, everyone. Yeah. Like, and a point to that, really, that it's really not an issue that should separate parties like that is um, you look at a guy, for example, Jeff Flake. He's a senator from Arizona, Republican, mm-hmm. who tweeted, uh, Twitter's such crazy tool these days. <laughs> we, I, don't I, don't know, started. Don't I, say, I don't started. even know if we should get started we on not Twitter. Get started. But anyway, he tweets saying country before party. And it's a picture of a hundred dollar check to Doug Jones's campaign. Oh, I did see that. Yes, who's the opponent of Roy Moore, which in is, Alabama. which is yeah. great. Like on one, you know, kind of like yeah. hand yeah. to say, you know, I'm supporting yeah. uh, the candidate that is not in my party, but is the, in this case, yeah. better man. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, uh, I think he got a lot of backlash for that. He his, did like, get quite minimal a lot of backlash for that. His minimal support of it, like just sending a check. Obviously versus, it was symbolic of his Yes, point. versus yeah. speaking out symbolic. and all of this other yeah. stuff. But um, I thought this was really important to mention because it's a big, big story for this week. It's something that, you know, has kind of occupied the news for, for quite a little bit. Um, I do promise that not every episode will get political. I'm trying really hard to stick to that, but it just... But isn't that the point, though? Like, this isn't a political conversation because sexual assault is not a political issue. Right, it's not. But because I had to mention the fact that it was, you know, Al Franken and, like, Democrat versus Republican, but I don't... I agree with you. It's not a political issue. This is just, like, a human being's issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it's not even about politicians. Like, Louis C.K., like, you know... He's not Kevin Spacey. I mean, Kevin Spacey. Off a, it set off a storm of people that really should watch themselves, and and you mm-hmm. wonder who's. I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest. You wonder who's going to be next. Yeah. I'm not, and I don't joke like that. I really say like, you know, I really hope it's not one of my heroes who I idolize, and you know, mm-hmm. somebody like, for example, it tells you a lot. I love The Onion. The Onion's fantastic. The Onion is. Their satire is top notch, and one of their one of their articles was, and it it gave me heart attack almost at first. It said. <laughs> Tom Hanks accused by numerous women of being too nice. <laughs> and it was just, it, it, I, I, no. it was bad. Uh, Were you but, like, oh God, yeah. oh and God. It's like anybody but Tom Hanks. And so it, it really, I, I would say as a man, of course, it, it really makes you worry for, you know, at least people you look up to that they're not the people you thought they were. Yeah. Uh, for sure. So. I think, I think one of the biggest things is like, You know, people think it's so, you know, it's so hard. Men are worried about if they can even, I think The Onion actually posted this too. Men worried if they can hug women. Hug women, Mm -hmm. yeah. Was like a big thing, which is like, yeah, it's, I think people just don't understand how hard it is to, like, to sexually assault someone. You have to, like, be so I think there's a a thought in your head. That's what I'm saying. It has to be like, you know, I don't know, like, I can hug someone and it's, as long as it is, like, okay and reciprocated it's fine like i i just think it's so difficult to actually sexually assault someone 
I, you know what I mean? I don't I think, think it's, it's difficult for us to comprehend because we're not these people. But that's what I'm obviously. saying. I don't think it would be an easy thing to do to just be like, oh, and oh god, do I have to worry that I sexually assaulted this person? Like, in like general, if you do it, you know you did it. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Like in general, I feel like you would just know. Like, like you know, it, accidentally like, sexually assault. <laughs> no yeah, accidentally like... sexually assault somebody. I think that's the biggest deal. <laughs> you mean you don't accidentally it? whip out your dick just randomly? <laughs> well, whoops! No, oh, I, don't. I don't. Oh, I'm so I sorry, ma'am. <laughs> no, oh, I didn't mean it. Just it. My penis just fell out of my don't pants. Don't you think that's why zippers were invented? Like, oh, I just happened to be wearing gray sweatpants, or which is like what the universal sign isn't like gray sweatpants, like the universal sign of a fuckboy or something. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I gotta, I gotta get some criteria for that. I can get back to you. Okay. I can get back to you on that. I'm pretty sure it's just like when I've seen a lot of memes that are like when Bay comes over in gray sweatpants and like you know you're about to fuck or something. I don't know. But you know, yeah, I don't, you know just my breasts don't just fall out of my shirt like well yours might (laughs) (laughs) but you guys she really can't help it (laughs) they have a mind of their own but what i mean is they don't just even still they don't just you know the nipples do not yeah they don't just regularly fall out of my shirt my ass usually isn't a good distinction to make you know my ass isn't usually just hanging out um this is actually a conversation i had with my mom at one point is that a lot of like women and people are letting their kids dress like very provocatively. Like my mom was like, I was walking through through work the other day. My parents work at a really big entertainment center in South Carolina. They were walking through work. And my mom was like, I saw a girl that, you know, I thought must have been 18 years old. She was like a 12 year old girl, which is crazy to me because my mom said something like that. And I looked at her and I said, but that doesn't mean anyone like deserves to be sexually assaulted mm-hmm. because they look that way. And she agreed with me and she said, absolutely not. But maybe we also need to address how parents are talking to their children about, you know, how they're dressing. Like, she yeah. said, just be, yeah. she was like, you could walk outside naked and still don't deserve to be sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. You don't. But because we know how people are, exactly. maybe we yeah. should have a conversation. Which is sad. We shouldn't yeah, have to really have a conversation is. with young girls that are like, you need to make sure that you're wearing a turtleneck sweater and long pants at all times because mm-hmm. we're afraid that men and or women are going to respond negatively yeah. to you. It's a common cliche or almost a figure of speech almost when you say, you know, it's, it's a joke where a, a father, two dads are talking at a bar or something like that. And they say, you know, one as a daughter, one as a son. And they say, you know, as a son, you know, guy's a son and says, I have to worry about, you know, one thing, yep. you know, <laughs> euphemism, of course. And, the other dad has a daughter, and he says, well, that's great for you, bud. I have to worry about everybody else's thing. <laughs> and so that I think that's a significant issue, and I think that's really heightened now. Yeah. More often than not, that that is an issue. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a significant thing that parents should talk to their kids about. Yeah, but I Both don't... Both guys and girls, but more guys. It just... Honestly. Yes. Teach your son to be... Your sons to be good men. And also teach your daughters to be good women. I'm not saying that this happens, like, unidirectional, like, one direction. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It happens both ways. But at the same time, the conversation we have shouldn't be, you, as a 16 or 18-year-old girl, should feel uncomfortable going out in a tank top because it's 90 degrees mm-hmm. outside. Yeah. I, that, shouldn't have to, I shouldn't right? have to feel that way. I'm a 24-year-old woman. Yeah. I should be able to feel like I can wear a tank top and shorts mm-hmm. 
to the beach or to an amusement park right. and not be worried when it's about 95 degrees yeah, yeah. I mean, what's the reason for that obviously it's hot as hell i'm no, not trying to not... sweat yeah exactly <laughs> i'm sweating already i don't need any more of that <laughs> so yeah the main point of this was just to say that i think it's important to understand that sexual assault is not a should not be a partisan issue you should be able to say I disagree with people who are sexually assaulting women or men or children in any fashion. It should not be, well, I support my party. It should be, I support the people who have been victim to this. I I don't agree with the things these people are right. doing. And there's certain statistics. I know at least the ones that universities typically give are about one in every three women have mm-hmm. experienced sexual assault, something like that. And I think the... the One of the bigger problems is not the perpetrators, but the people who are on the outside that really don't have an idea of what it's actually like and don't let it be a problem, that let it pass them by and hear about this and go, oh, wow, that's crazy. You know, that statistic is insane because people aren't going to tell you that. People aren't going to tell you that that was an issue for them. And I think in college campuses, that's a bigger issue than ever now. And I just, I agree that, that keeping that in consideration is really important. Yeah. Um, but even more so important, I think it's, again, from a scientific perspective, because we're all scientists, of course, is nature versus nurture, right? Is mm-hmm. Are we pre-programmed to be that way? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Oh. Is It's how we're raised and how we're meant to picture other people. Yeah. And, you know, it should not be an objectification. It should not be any kind of issue where... That is all they are. I mean, in a professional environment, I think that's... It's funny to me how many government officials have that problem. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. All right, so we just got pretty heavy. Yeah, But now we're going to get lighter and we're going to do some hot takes. Yeah. Yay. Um, so we're going to start with my hot take because I usually start this segment. Is it the same one as last time? No, I have to do a different one every time. That's good. <laughs> um, they don't listen to each one consecutively, right? Well, they might. I don't know. Yeah. I don't judge you if you're listening to my episodes back to back. Thank break, you. Are we breaking the fourth wall? We right are now? breaking the fourth yeah. wall. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my hot take for this time, uh, I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to tell you guys my the hot take I've been telling Ben for weeks. She has, yeah. Christmas music is overrated. Hot take. Jeez Louise. Christmas music is the same four songs in the same four keys just sung by different people and performed by different artists. It's ridiculous. I can get down with two Christmas songs. All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Thank you, Jesus. And Dominic the Donkey by Lou Monty. What the hell is that? It is the jam. I will put the link to it in the description. Please do. It's Dominic the Italian Christmas Donkey, and it's a song about Italy and being Italian and You're celebrating Christmas. No. <laughs> yeah, she is. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but it's fair. Yeah, it That's is. It's a fair assessment. Yeah. It's the jam. Um, I just I don't know. I don't know what it is about Christmas music. I'm not a super festive person. I've never been a super festive person. I changed my Twitter name from Ash Slay to Ash Slay, like Santa's sleigh. And that is about as festive as I've ever gotten for, for this holiday. I love, I do, I love Christmas. I love the holiday season. I love winter. I love all of this stuff, but I just cannot get behind Christmas music. I don't know why. 
Yeah, no, no, that's definitely fair. Um, it's the same couple songs with different renditions. Like Michael Bublé singing. I love Michael Bublé. Don't get me wrong. Fantastic. But it's the same couple songs over. But and the thing over is, they're the same and songs and different renditions in the same key. Like no one. The same key. No yeah. one modulates. No one modulates the key ever. Like just give me something. Like give me a modulation. It's fine. Right. <laughs> examining the beer whiskey. Beer whiskey beer. I don't know. There's actually a, it's on Twitter now, is the, there's a challenge that people are doing saying, how long can you go without hearing Last Christmas by Wham? George Michael and Andrew Ridgely. And so it's really, it's, you're supposed to tell everyone at one point when you've lost the challenge, almost. So it's <laughs> really, funny. if you go into a Target, you're dead. Yeah, pretty much. It's the only lost. Christmas song that plays yeah. at Target, just so on a loop. It's the only song that plays. I don't, yeah, I avoid Christmas music like the plague. Like, I was yeah. in... Um, at physical therapy this week, uh, because I had surgery on my knee for those of you who don't know. Um, and they were playing Jingle Bell Rock, but like the country version of Jingle Bell Rock and I could (laughs) not handle it. I just lost it. I almost walked out. I was was done. Just done. All right. Who's next? Who's got a hot take for me? I hate cheesecake. Oh, that's a good one. I just think it's disgusting. Why? It's so heavy. The flavor is not good. I hate the texture. It's greasy with like the buttery graham cracker crust. It makes me feel like I have this horrible empty pit in my stomach that like I need to eat something savory to like get rid of this. There's a lot of hatred here. Jesus. There is. I watched my mom one time make a cheesecake for like a potluck and then I did the math and there was over a hundred grams of saturated fat like why would you ever do that to yourself yeah. by doing the because match? Because I already didn't like it, and the match just was the nail in the coffin. No Have you more. ever been to a Cheesecake Factory? Yeah, okay. but I didn't get Cheesecake Honestly, the architecture of Cheesecake Factory, Cheesecake Factory makes me feel like I'm in hell. Something like that. <laughs> really does. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I respect that. Um, I love Cheesecake. <laughs> I know. I'm the only one the I know who doesn't like it. But God, I mean, I'd rather never have sugar or anything sweet again than eat cheesecake. Don't you dare say that. It's true. I Yikes. despise cheesecake. <laughs> All right. Next. So I don't. I hate Christmas. Christmas music Christmas is overrated. Music yep. Cheesecake isn't one. good. It's a good one. We've gotten two good ones so far it's today. Ben, are you going to keep up the tradition, or is yours going to be trash? <sighs> I hope it's not trash because you'll probably think of me like I'm a trashy person because of the way this is presented, but. My idea is, again, you can judge, don't judge, it's up to you. We're going to judge. Go ahead and judge, it's okay. That's the whole point of this. I don't, I I believe, I believe showers should not last longer than a couple minutes. Three to five minutes. That's insane. Isn't that insane? Yeah. That I That's wrong. Mind. Isn't that wrong? Isn't that crazy? Okay. I just stand there, turn it all the way across. <laughs> right. just like, right? You're like me and like, like, until Satan's, the water gets cold. Satan's tea. Pouring upon you. Like, that's how you like your water. That's how I like mine, too. I'm not here to waste time. It's... I, you know, people say, oh, I have my best ideas in the shower. Sure you do. Great, good for you. But I just don't... It doesn't do a lot for me, you know? And it may have to do with the fact that I sometimes, most of the time, get up later than I intend to Mm. and have to rush through everything and go, oh, shampoo, ah, conditioner, ah, everything else that may be But at least you're conditioning, so good for you, Ben. Like, round of applause for Ben conditioning. Thank you. Everyone. Um, But yeah, that's my my thing. Okay, that's a good one. I will say there have been 
a lot of times I take a very short shower. Because I'm usually running late. I mean, obviously guys are different than girls. Yeah, There's but also, that that's what I, I, I did tell Ben this at one point. I was like, but what if I have to shave my legs? Like, that's a exactly. process. Exactly. That's a different, that's a different game entirely. Ooh, I was like, that's at least a 20 minute ordeal. Because who knows when the last time I shaved my legs was. Exactly. <laughs> Hello, world. Now you know When your just... boyfriend is long distance. <laughs> yeah, when your boyfriend you is long distance you and you want. only see him about once a month. Whew. And I wear pants all of the other times. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. That's good. Nobody knows. That's why winter's great. Yeah, I, I do love the winter. No shave. No shave. Always. <laughs> no, no shave sh- winter. There's no shave always. Don't, sh- don't shave December. There's manuary. Forget it, forget it February. Uh, March, there's something clever that I don't know. Just all the reasons mm. not but to shave. But you can make a month for everything. Oh, I could 100% think of reasons not to shave in every single month. Do you need a reason? No. no Other than like you just not. don't fucking feel no. like it. Yeah. There, there have straight up been times, and I don't know if my boyfriend even listens to this, but if he does, I'm sorry. There have straight up been times when he's visited me, and I've just like looked down at my legs, and he's been sitting next to me, and I'm like, sorry. Mm. <laughs> and then, it is what it is. And then he looks at me, and I'm like, but I'm, he's like, are you sorry? And I was like, I'm not even a little sorry. Nice. My legs are just, okay, the honesty is important. My legs are furry. Yeah. Everything's fine. I don't care. No, but there have been times when I've taken really short showers and I've been like, yeah, I can, I can do this every day. But then I realized that I really just like the way the hot water feels yeah. on me. My house, so my house is pretty big where I live. It's a mansion. This is an amazing house. <laughs> not going to kid. This is my first time like, here. Ash- I feel like I'm going to get killed in this house. Ashley's nice. being modest, but like <laughs> if anyone needs a place to stay in Roanoke, yeah. there's multiple yeah. rooms for you to choose from. <laughs> yeah. So um, my house is pretty big. I guess. <laughs> and my room doesn't get super warm, which is frustrating. But I also get really hot when I sleep. I'm like a, I'm like a space heater Me in too. that I personally, my body is freezing, but I give off a lot of heat. Um, so then I wake up in the middle of the night, like basically sweating because I've encapsulated myself in blankets <laughs> to the point where there's just like a sweat trap. <laughs> Ew. Um, yeah, it's kind of disgusting. Hey, everyone. Good thing I'm already dating someone, because otherwise I would never find a boyfriend. Um, but I wake up in the morning, and it's really, really cold. And so I just like the idea of being in the shower for a long time where the water is really, really hot. Mm-hmm. I also, when I tore my ACL, my parents got me a shower chair. It's <laughs> just like... My grandma has a shower chair. <laughs> Ashley is a 24-year-old grandma. Plot twist, Ashley is Ben's grandma. <laughs> So you've been giving me $10 for my birthday? You're welcome. Jesus. Uh, Thank you. But, no, when I, so when I first tore my ACL and got it repaired, you know, they're very cautious about you showering. You're not allowed to shower for like a whole week once you get surgery, which is disgusting. Um, But I found ways around that because I felt gross. And um, my parents were worried because I was here by myself and I didn't have someone helping me that I would fall over like all the time which is fair because Did you get life alert <laughs> i should have i should have uh, i never fell in the shower but i almost fell getting out of the shower one day good. and my life actually flashed before my eyes and you were like oh fuck i've been in school for 99 i know i was like oh this has been a shit life i've led like fuck me like i'm over it help i fall on it i can't get out <laughs> I wish I had like a soundboard that just No, Ashley would just be like, this is it. (laughs) I would. I am trash. I I welcome this. No, I would straight up be bleeding out of my head. Like, have concussed myself and am bleeding out of my head. And we'll just sit there and say, this is the end for me. I would not call anyone. She's like Snapchatting selfies. (laughs) 
Goodbye. You're live Goodbye. tweeting your death. Live tweeting my yeah. death. Yeah, that would be me, 100%. I wouldn't ask for help. And someone would probably call me and be like, do you need an ambulance? And I'd be like, nope, I've accepted my fate. This is the end for me. Basically. God, I'm the worst. Okay. So, um, now that we've gone through hot takes, tell me some of yours. Again, at Turbo for what? At Trashly Talks to get in touch with uh, me and the podcast, respectively, on Twitter. Or TrashlyTalks at gmail.com to reach me via email. Hit me up on Facebook. Um, it's Trashly Talks, and you'll find me there. You'll see my cover art, which is me in a trash can with a raccoon. raccoon. Um, yeah, so the next thing we're going to talk about is drunk science. Are you guys ready for some drunk science, you think? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay, uh, I just took another big sip of my drink. I encourage you all who are listening, if you're not at work, to do the same. <laughs> um, if you're at work, maybe also you're drinking. So if so, I don't judge you. You do you. Uh, we're going to talk about CRISPR, um, which is pretty exciting. So everyone in the science community has probably heard of CRISPR. It became a big deal about five years ago. Um, but it's also recently reached out into the public community as well. Um, it's pretty important. People know what it is. So, Ben and Joelle, tell me what you know about CRISPR. Not enough. An embarrassingly small amount. That's fine. Uh, but I know that it has amazing therapeutic potential, and that if we can get this into humans, then we can basically cure any disease, which I'm about. That's, I mean, that's pretty much a good summation of CRISPR. <laughs> it's fixing your DNA. Yeah. I learned about it. It's, it's great because a lot of the undergraduate classes teach you about it really late in the semester in, when you take classes, things like that. It's a CRISPR, C-R-I-S-P-R. It stands for Clustered Regular Interspersed Palindromic Repeats. I wanted to say that. Damn yeah, it, Ben. Sorry. You just stole my thunder. <laughs> Shout out to Mike who encouraged me to make sure that I mentioned what CRISPR stood yeah. for in this podcast. <laughs> sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, but it's, it's really, it's being considered a cutting-edge technique in genome editing, um, and that's being considered in a way to treat diseases. Yep. Um, honestly, I don't know too much about it. I think a big uh, idea of science is to admit when you don't know something, um, and there are plenty of people out there who do. Well, I'll cling to that. Yeah, we'll cling to that. Uh, I know it has a bacterial origin, so yeah. it's about all I can say. Um, adapted from bacteria and able to be used in humans. Uh, yeah. So I can tell you a little bit more about sure. CRISPR because okay. I've done a little bit of research about this in order to be able to um, talk about it. So it is a bacterial origin. So it's found in bacteria and other organisms. Um, and CRISPR are these kind of series of uh, their sequences in, in the genome that are crucial components of the immune system of these simple life forms. And so if you know anything about the immune system, you know it's responsible for protecting your body and keeping it safe from other infections. So bacteria, which are living things, also have an immune system to be sure to protect them from infection because mm -hmm. bacteria can also right. be infected by viruses, which a lot of people don't know. So viruses can infect humans, they can infect bacteria. Um, weird, wild stuff, basically, is what it comes down to. So CRISPR is basically part of the bacterial genome in order to protect them from viruses. Um, so basically it... Um, destroys the genome of the invading virus and it um, how does it work I had a whole thing about this written <laughs> down 
So basically it's these short DNA repeats for CRISPR and there's short variable sequences in between CRISPRs called spacers. And spacers are derived from DNA of viruses that have previously attacked the bacteria. So it's basically serving as memory uh, genomic material in a bacteria, mm-hmm. which is allowing for protection of any other virus. So if that sequence is recognized, it can then be killed off by the virus, basically. Right. Um, and so it works through five uh, different steps, including adaptation. So DNA from invading viruses processed, uh, which are inserted into the CRISPR sequence as new spacers. And then it makes CRISPR RNA, which then makes more, you know, proteins and then in addition more DNA because that's the, you know, whole kind of crux of life. And targeting. So CRISPR RNAs guide bacterial molecular machinery to destroy viral material, which is actually really cool. So bacteria have their own immune system, if you didn't Mm -hmm. know. It's really important for them to protect themselves, themselves from viruses. But we are actually trying to manipulate CRISPR to work to um, recognize sequences basically in the human genome that are bad or malfunctioning or anything like that, mm-hmm. right? Would you guys agree that that's pretty much? Yeah. No, the, the biggest one is that it's a natural process mm-hmm. for bacteria. So it's not like you had to add anything in there that wasn't there already. Yeah. It's found naturally in bacteria. Yeah. And so the reason we're talking about CRISPR, it's been around for a really long time, which not really a really long time. I think about five years has been the big kind of push on CRISPR. Um, But recently they've actually made a lot of progress with CRISPR in mice on um, Duchenne muscular dystrophy and kidney disease, like kidney failure, and diabetes, which are um, basically immune uh, diseases of immune origin in humans. Um, which is really cool. Yeah, righteous. So they've made progress in mice. I think they've basically cured most of them in mice, or at least made substantial progress in, in curing them in mice. Yeah, and I think a lot of that comes from, you know, really editing. Genome editing is really the what it helps with. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a mouse genome is simpler than the human genome, but the human genome has been sequenced. So yeah. I think, it's, I think mm-hmm. that's really the, uh, the big gap that's already been closed is that we have the whole genome now it's Mm. just a matter of looking at each piece and seeing what can be amended what can be fixed yeah and I think it's really important because there's a lot of talk about moving to like personalized medicine and things like that in order Mm -hmm. to you know uh, we talked about this in episode two of this podcast so if you're really interested in learning about the blood-brain barrier and personalized medicine please go back to episode two um but you know, we're, there's this move toward personalized medicine and really ensuring that people are getting medicine that at works specifically for them. Mm-hmm. And CRISPR is something that can work specifically, but for everyone, which is really cool right. because it's more applicable. Ap- applicable. <laughs> it's more applicable to many things um, instead of one individual person, which is really hard for drug companies and. And any big company to support because if it's only good for one person, it doesn't make them a ton of money. Whereas CRISPR is something that can be utilized by a multitude of people for a multitude of different multitude of things. things. And I think that's that's even more. You could say that is in the realm of personalized medicine because it's you can say there's an editing uh, technique that can be used to yeah. fix any kind of issue. Um, theoretically, of course. Yeah. So, but it has been shown in a couple 
pathologies, right? Yeah. I mean, this was, this article was released yesterday, um, December 7th at 1225 p.m. And the title of the article is CRISPR-Cas9 Can Reverse Multiple Diseases in Mice. Um, so they looked at, using the new tool, researchers have treated mouse versions of type 1 diabetes, kidney injury, and Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Um, and this was, like, reported in Cell. So it's it's a real thing. It's not, you know, something that is ridiculous and silly and, it, you know, can be, can be used for a lot of... Uh, other things in the future hopefully mm-hmm. yeah it's really really exciting yeah so I just wanted to talk about it kind of in in broad terms I don't want to give too much detail but CRISPR is really cool I'll include the links to the articles that I was talking about um, in the description and we can talk about that further um, if you guys are interested at some point just let me know um, I hope that this segment teaches you guys something I know that it's drunk science and not like the most exciting stuff in the world, but I hope that you guys are learning stuff from it and that. Yeah, I'm sorry if you don't think that actually being able to cut and snip out bad DNA and replace it with good DNA is not the coolest thing in the world, then you're wrong. <laughs> so this is very exciting. Yeah, like this is this is actual <laughs> real exciting science that's going on in the world right now that a lot of people don't hear about. So hopefully, us getting drunk and talking to you about it is is shedding some light on what's really going on in the world. All right, we're going to take a brief break, and then we will be back to talk about uh, Tinder, and specifically catfish. Okay, everyone, and welcome back. Uh, We took a brief intermission, because why not? And we're going to talk to you about Tinder. It's time for the last segment of this podcast, which is crazy. How did we get here already? (laughs) Um, We're going to talk about Tinder, specifically catfishing on tinder um and the reason we're talking about this is because there's this new trend on tinder especially with men straight men i don't know if this is a trend through all of tinder but i only attempt to match with with men so i only know like the men side of this um where they don't include pictures of themselves and then (laughs) tell you that once we match they'll send pictures you kidding me no, I'm not. This is a real thing that has happened to me. It happened today. Um, but I don't understand. So I watched the show Catfish. I understand okay. that, you know, people yeah. get catfished regularly. Mm-hmm. And I get not wanting to... I also get not wanting to have your picture out on this public... Actually, no, I don't get no, having No, because you don't have to have a Tinder then if you don't want to. Yeah, your you've, chosen this. you've chosen yeah. this. This is you've, you've chosen, you've chosen this. Chosen. Yeah. You, you wanted this. You asked for this. So are you talking about people who just, like have a smiley face as their picture or people who have like a boner in gray sweatpants who say <laughs> don't want my coworkers to, to see me. To know about this. Yeah. yeah. It's so been, it's, let's keep it cool. I mean, which one? It's both of those. So like I get a lot of people that are just, you know, they haven't uploaded any pictures and it's just uh, the like standard gray picture box from mm. Facebook and or whatever I mean, app. What are you supposed to you, it, what Tinder are you supposed is, to think from that? Tinder is built on <laughs> yes. the idea of swiping based on looks. I'm sorry, whoever, like, I read, yeah. I read everyone's it's, it's bios. It's the truth. It's the ugly truth. <laughs> or the not-so-ugly truth. <laughs> I read everyone's bios on Tinder. I do. Because I'm a psycho. Most people <laughs> I don't. I agree. I agree with that. Bios are fun. Most they people, are fun. Most people bios don't read fun. them, though. To the point where Most someone do not. someone the other day asked me about something that I do or yeah. something. And I looked at, I not looked at him because I was not with him. But I messaged him back and said, wow, you actually read my bio? That's an interesting development. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. 
That's how you separate them, right? Who reads the bio and who doesn't. And most people don't, but luckily yeah, I've included something that's like a question in my bio, so people that's are good. more What's inclined. The oh, it's let. It's not even a question. It's just let me tell you about my research. And so then, I've gotten then they so say, many people say, "Hey, so tell me about tell your, your research. research." Okay, you know that that is okay. Yeah, but this yeah. is a common thing. I how get this. How often do you get that? Never. Um, I get that. I would say two of seven times. That's not bad. Two sevens. No, two sevens. Can't but compute that fraction, but okay. It's decent. But I also get a lot of people where it's like, I, I don't want to share my pictures with you until... Why? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not these people. I don't understand. Um, I'm trying to find <laughs> some good ones. Yeah, I mean, it really, it ties back to me, at least as a guy, you see profile pictures of somebody like a guy next to his car or a guy in his mm. car and you say as a girl i mean i'm not a girl but i would think are you a transformer or something <laughs> like that you know you wonder what it is so I'll, I'll be perfectly honest as a guy you you see something like that and i would be suspicious honestly I yeah mean, i see something and it's your first profile picture is of i don't know a pokemon that you like or your car or a fish that you caught or something like that mm -hmm. I mean, good for you but that is i don't know when when you're looking to almost it's a market where you're marketing yourself it's, yeah it's it's very tough to believe that yeah I and say. i i don't get it i was gonna say i, I get, get it, it again either. but i don't get it i don't get it either <laughs> like, as a guy i don't get it either you have you have genuinely decided to put yourself out there as a person mm -hmm. to be scrutinized and criticized and Judge. You know, judged, judged on Tinder. Most importantly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is totally fine. Cool. I used to use Tinder to actually go on dates with people. It was great. I met some really awesome people. Shout out to those of you who I've met. And shout hey, out listen mm -hmm. to this podcast. They yeah. probably don't. But shout Whoa. out to those of you I still talk to. Like the boy that I accidentally sent that very provocative picture to. Nice. Cool. <laughs> glad, glad we're still friends. But... I met some really cool people from it, and I don't think I would have met them if I, I was dishonest about who I am. And so, like, now that I'm watching the show again, Catfish, and really seeing that people, you know, use other people's pictures, I think this is kind of the same situation. Sure. You're using yeah. no picture to hide yourself from the world. It's a bitch move. And even so now, you hear about a lot of issues being, like, uh, you know, automated sort of things where people will make bots things like that people who will say i'm, I'm serious i have you heard know, about this issue i've heard about this on yeah. male tinder so often like yeah. a lot of my straight guy yeah. friends who yeah. are using tinder get women that are bots and yeah. that they no, you they definitely, send you a really, definitely see that issue where you see somebody and it, they honestly, send a message that's like really flirty and like hey we day. should talk and the person's like okay sure and then the next thing is like Join me on my cam site. Here's the link. Well, it'll be something. It, honestly, it's yeah. it's a bit more predatory. Honestly, <laughs> it, I'm I'm serious. Where it'll be something like, "Hey, join my my cam site. I just need your social security number," <laughs> or something like that. It's bullshit. It really mm -hmm. is, and it, it really I it, yeah. And yeah. honestly, to the idea of a catfish, it is just another dude on there. <laughs> Dead honest. Probably. It's another dude who's just trying to get money from other dudes. So, yeah, hey. I mean, I know I, th I think I've read this bio before, but I'm going to read it again. Yeah. I'm not putting pictures of myself on my public profile because I don't want people I know to see this. But if you ask for one, I'll send you one. First things first, if you're using Tinder and hiding from the people you know, there's a reason that you should either A, should not be using Tinder, or B, your friends are fucking judgmental. I mean, I assume you look like Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> if you don't have a picture, I mean, like, come on. 
I understand you don't want your friends to know that you're on a dating site. Like, for a while, I was really embarrassed about the fact that I was using Tinder. And I was using, like, I wasn't just using Tinder. I was using Tinder. And I think I was using OkCupid as well for a while because I just felt like I wasn't going to find someone. Um, and I was really embarrassed of that for a while until I kind of realized that it didn't matter because everyone else was doing it too. Mm. But a, I, a lot of, I mean, a lot of people. I don't people, know about that logic. But what but I mean is a lot of What's people, your logic? A lot of people were doing it. Like, it wasn't just me. I was not the only person in the world. I wasn't the only one doing heroin. Everyone was doing it. It was okay. It's That's not what I mean. I mean, this is a little bit of a different situation than, like, doing heroin. Like, you know me, I'm a principalist. Like, yeah, I know, you're the What applies to one situation you're applies saying, to all. Which is not you true. You don't do heroin, is what you're saying. Yes. You don't do Joel heroin. does not I do, do not. heroin. I do not. Extreme example, but yeah. I also but don't do Tinder. I'm consistent. She does not. But <laughs> but that was my thing, you know, I felt really bad about it for a long time until I realized that other people I knew were on it, and I was like seeing people that I had interacted with. And you're with. like, wow, Ooh. <laughs> Jesus. I had matched with people that I had seen in real life. And like what, what is that like? I'm curious. Um, It's weird. It is very weird. It's very Thank weird. You. Yes, it's very <laughs> Awkward <laughs> silence while Ashley drinks because she's uncomfortable. <laughs> nice. Um, But I think, yeah, I think not including a picture of yourself is almost as bad as including a picture of someone else. At all? You should never have a picture of someone else? No, no, I mean, like, as you. Oh, like, like as a catfishing. Cat okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean, like, like, if I had a picture of you and me on my Tinder, that would actually, no, because you're hotter than me. No, so whatever. you would not be allowed on my Tinder. <laughs> oh, pro tip. Never include a picture. Okay, here we oh, go, everyone. Oh, here's a good one. I can tell this one's coming. All right. <laughs> on your like Tinder. This is good advice. I'm really literally take hunched this, over the, I'm hunched over the <laughs> microphone to tell you this because I think it is so important. On Tinder... If you are the less attractive friend in a picture, don't include that <laughs> don't picture. Don't do it. Don't do it. Stop. Because then everyone's just going to be disappointed that you are not the more attractive friend. And I know this because I very intentionally do not include pictures of me with my very attractive girlfriends because they're all super attractive. And then there's me. Stop. <laughs> the end. Hey. Um, but no, seriously. Um, please include pictures of yourself. I'm tired of staring at this fucking gray screen that says I'm not going to include pictures of me. I don't know that 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 circle that's kind of the person's head looks kind of good to me. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into it. <laughs> that and like cartoon pictures. Stop putting pictures of cartoons. Mm, agreed. Especially yeah, if you're a thirty-something-year-old man. Be a grown-up. Be, be an adult. <laughs> um, on that note, I think that's that's it for today. Um, if you guys feel good about what we've talked about. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go with some parting words of wisdom from my two co-hosts, and then I will sign you all out of here. So, Ben, parting words. My parting words are the same as everybody I, I tell parting words to, is don't eat the yellow snow. It's pretty easy. Good enough. Joelle. Um, good enough for government work. That's what this was. So I think this might have been better than government work. We accomplished a lot in an That's hour. True. Wait, That's true. That's actually true. Government work. Yikes! Oh. What's your parting words? All right. So my parting words are: be excellent to each other and party, party on, on, dudes. dudes.
I don't get that reference. It's from Bill and Ted's Excellent, Excellent Adventure. Adventure. Okay, yeah. it's a really good movie, it's a Joel. Movie. We're gonna make Joel Keanu watch Reeves, it. A young Keanu Reeves is in it. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, <God>. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. So be excellent to each other. Remember to follow me on Twitter. Uh, you can follow the podcast um, at Trashly Talks. You can follow my personal Twitter if you feel so inclined at Turbo for What. I tweet some really great stuff on there. A lot of it is about the challenge, so if you can weed through all of that, you'll you'll learn some good things. Um, you can email me at trashlytalks at gmail.com. You can look up the podcast on Facebook. Um, it's just searching for Trashly Talks. And other than that, the podcast is available on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher. So the Stitcher link will be in um, the description of this on SoundCloud. I'll also post it on Facebook and on Twitter, so you can look at both of those all of those places. Uh, you can also look, just search Trashly Talks on iTunes and Google Play and find it. Please rate, comment, and subscribe. I'm really looking for some feedback from you guys. I want to know what you're interested in and what you're not interested in. If there's segments that you hate, I would love to get rid of them and include something else. So let me know. Um, on that note, have a great night. You'll be listening to this on the, what is seven days from now? 15th? 15th. The 15th. Of, thank you. The 15th of December. Um, and I look forward to hearing from all you guys. So stay classy and uh, catch you on the flip side. <laughs>